Just me, Zara, and little Theo. He's he's the third member now. Yep. Nothing like podcasting with a baby. It makes things interesting. We might need to call ourselves Married with Mouse Ears plus Baby Mouse. No, that was bad. Baby Parenting with Mouse Ears. Ooh. Babysitting with Mouse Ears. Except for it's a lifetime of babysitting. Exactly. It's not just one hour. No, it's not. It's every day. Every moment. Every second. Wish upon a star for that one special girl To take me on the ride to a whole new world Under the sea of bare necessities You've got a friend to me cause I'm fun and fancy free With you on my arm people won't know what to do Say I wanna be like you, bibbidi bobbidi boo Like Woody and Jesse and Toy Story 2 Girl I have your name written on the bottom of my shoe Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Mirror with Mouse Ears I am one of your hosts, Michael Agnew. I'm your other host, Zara Agnew. And our third host, Theo Barry Agnew, is currently sitting in, in his adorable chair, playing with some Tsum Tsums, staring at his parents talking into microphones, and I'm sure he's very confused. But he's not crying. But he's not crying, and he's not napping, and this is us. We are now doing a Disney podcast, or we have been. It has just been me and Zara, but now we have a little baby. Yep, he just joins along on all the Disney fun and excitement. So we were like, yo, we need to like just like stop not doing podcasts because Theo is always not napping. Let's just do one with him in the room. So you might be hearing adorable baby noises. Keeping it exciting, keeping it fresh. So today, Father's Day just happened. It was my first Father's Day, my first time being a dad. It was monumental. Um... My mother-in-law, Zara's mom, actually got me this Father's Day 2019 pin. Did that come from your mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she got it at her most recent trip to Disney. Yeah, you just were staring at me, so I needed to make sure that yeah. I said that correctly. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, so I got this super sweet Father's Day pin because I'm now a dad. And I was like, yo. So on this pin, it has Max and Goofy from the Goofy movie. And obviously, they like Goofy is an iconic dad, especially in, in that movie. Classic. So it was time for us to make a podcast episode about the best Disney dads. We've never done it before. Obviously, number one is yours truly. You're a Disney dad. I am a Disney dad. You count. Um, no, so this is just animated Disney father figures. Love it. But before we get into all of the awesome Disney dads, we need to give a fan shout out. Fan shout out. out, 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 out. And obviously, our um, we have not been nearly as, as consistent. So thank you to everyone who is still com still commenting on Instagram, still shouting us out on those IG stories. But this fan shout out. It's coming from our youngest ever fan shout out. Yes. And that is Brooke Swope on Instagram. Uh, her handle is The Brooks Look. It's a personal blog, for, um, mommy blogger for a two year old who loves fashion and Disney, which I also love those things. Basically, Zara's two favorite, two favorite things. But yes, she commented on a post I put of a delicious Mickey cookie from the bakery that my mom brought back for me, which was a very, very yummy treat um, that it looks so good, which yes, it does look good. She also um, likes Disney treats. I think they, maybe they live in California. They go to, they seem to go to Disneyland more than world. So I see her with um, different Disneyland treats, see her with cars um in disneyland which is super cute 
and California Adventure. But yeah, follow follow them on Instagram. Well, the, yeah. So the there Brooks is. Look. So all right. So she needs a nickname. All right. Are we going to start an Instagram for Theo, even though he's a baby? Um, is that a thing people do these days? That is a thing, but I feel like we have to like. I feel like he has to like get into like being able, you know, like stand up and like walk on his own. Okay. Okay. Sure. But right now I'm still 50-50. But I will say that there is this Instagram by this Toy Story dad where he just oh my gosh. pictures of his adorable baby yes. in all of these Disney costumes. Yes. And that is goals for me, but we don't have enough of that stuff. So who knows? All right. So her name is, is Brooke. Mm-hmm. And one of the main iconic Disneyland rides is the storybook canal boat ride. Ooh, at Disneyland? Yes. yes. At Disneyland. And she loves Storybrook. Di- should her name be like be yeah, like Storybrook. Storybrook, yes. Yeah? And Storybrook. Alright, boom. What up, Storybrook? You're two years old. You aren't even listening to this, but you, you get a fan shout out. You get a fan shout out. Because you're awesome. And so are your parents for making you Instagram famous. It's a grand virus. All right. So now it's time to get to today's topic at hand, Disney dads. Here we go. There's some great ones out there. All right. Well, so the way that we will be doing this is an informal ranking. Me and Zara did not just sit down and, and just dissect this, but we will have an informal co- conversation starting from the top. And I think that there's no better way to start this by saying that Mufasa is the number one Disney dad in Disney cinema. He is. He's he's great. He's great. You don't seem to love that, but... No, lo- I do. I do. Okay. I just feel like every person our age, every 90s baby, our life was shaped and formed around Mufasa's death. I mean, it was heartbreaking. We can't talk about his death, though. We have to talk about his life. But, like, yes, but his death just signifies that, like, he went to go save Simba. He sacrificed. And he sacrificed the ultimate sacrifice. There are lots of dads who made great journeys, who sacrificed, but Mufasa to rescue him from a stampede of wildebeests. And while he was the king of Pride Rock, like, he had a lot to give up. And, um, but that is just showing how great of a dad he was. He just was full of wisdom. James Earl Jones mm-hmm. is like one of like the wisest voices that I can think of. Yes. And he was the voice of Mufasa. Yes. Um, yeah. So he, so I came up like with some, some different quotes for, for like different characters. And so there was that time whenever he gave this teaching lesson because Simba went to the graveyard, the elephant graveyard, and then and then Mufasa's like, yo, you're stupid. Don't be like a, a dumb kid. And and then he says, I am only brave whenever I have whenever I have to be. Being brave doesn't mean that you go looking for trouble. He's like, yo, you can be brave, but don't be reckless. Don't just like, just because you are a lion, just because you are royalty, just because um, I have given you a, a lot doesn't mean that you should just go looking for trouble. True. I have another quote. Bring it. As king, you need to understand that balance and respect all the creatures from the crawling ant to the leaping antelope. See, look at that. Equality for, for everybody. Nobody is on a higher social tier. He, he gave so much wisdom in yes. his short time in this 90-minute movie. Yes. Like, a lot to learn from. So, Mufasa, for me, I we just can't even begin the discussion 
without putting Mufasa number one. But I feel like Zara that has has someone that feel that she feels like is close to no okay well you just haven't seemed fully satisfied in my answer so. no i am satisfied right, but right, you right, wanted right. to go first so right. i i had to to pick somebody else sure and i'm gonna pick marlin from oh. finding nemo okay good that was my second one too oh good okay so marlin although he doesn't sacrifice his life he sacrifices like okay so he starts off as a very scared fish um, because he went fish. through this horrific experience of his wife and like all his kids except one um, basically dying in the first <laughs> yeah. minute of this movie. Yeah. Um, so it is about his journey as a father um, overcoming his fears to rescue his son Nemo. He goes across the entire ocean on this crazy journey to save him um and he basically is an example for nemo showing that um yes you can be afraid but you can do you can overcome it and you can um go on a journey yes to overcome your fears people who are brave or bold it it it's not like they just like have this sense of like never being scared but it's going past your fears going through your fears is what makes you brave and Marlon personifies that. He does. He be fit. He befriends Dory. He befriends Crush, who is another great dad in this movie, um, who takes care of little Squirt. Um, but he's just a really great dad who is a single dad. He loves Nemo. Great point. Um, he is a single dad. He is. He takes. He has to do all the the wake ups. Yes. And be on dad duty from. 6 a.m. to his bedtime. There, yeah, there is no There's one. There's no breaks. There is no breaks for single dad Marlin. No. Great point. Yeah, I would say that, yeah, so by the end of the movie, he shines. That, yes, at the beginning, he becomes this, like, worry wart, just, like, always nervous, just, like, coddling his son. But eventually, after his son touches the butt, then <laughs> he is able to... uh he makes a really great dad joke at the beginning about being Lots of a clownfish. Jokes. Like, clownfish are funny. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, he's just like classic dad. All right. I feel like those are like by far the top two. And then we get into a, a bunch of dads that I could like give really good answers for, but also give really cynical answers for why they were bad dads. Ooh. Ouch. All right. So, okay. But I feel like. Talking on the level of sacrificing, King Triton does two really, really, really big things. So, yes, he, like, is this authoritative dad, and he yells at, at his daughter, and he smashes all of her stuff. Like, that's really bad stuff. But he takes Ariel's place on Ursula's contract and, and like, takes her place so, so that he becomes... Okay, sorry. We just had like hit pause because Thea was making these like outrageous grunting noises while gnawing on this like butterfly thing. We that hope he, has. he wasn't pooping. We are not one hundred percent sure. So we though. have no idea what what he was doing. I'm I'm really hoping that that wasn't too distracting for you listening. But, sorry, but maybe it was. Maybe that was really <laughs> awkward, and we just lost like seventy five percent of our audience. But um, yeah. So King Triton smashes a lot of stuff, but he does take Ursula's place. By signing this contract. And then, on top of that, he gives his daughter, um, 
legs and 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 like lets his daughter leave the ocean leave like his whole leave his life like he will never be able to connect with his daughter in the same way because but he loves her and 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 allows her to live with the humans live with eric these people that um he has always grown up hating he is over he is able to overcome his hatred for the love of his daughter i think a big theme in many disney movies is like children growing up and adults parents having to um learn how to navigate that awkward time of oh we still want to keep them as kids but they're like being teenagers they're being coming into adulthood they're getting married to princes and they're trying to learn how to navigate that and just kind of do the best that they can and i think triton sure he might have made some mistakes was a little bit too overbearing in the beginning saying like no you can never leave you can never leave the sea eventually he comes around he makes a heart change throughout the movie to be a really great um father figure in the end and support his daughter yep it's all about supporting those daughters it is <clears throat> all right z what is your number four disney dad we're gonna pick goofy from a goofy movie okay that's who i wanted to pick so slash good. an extremely goofy movie yeah, yeah yeah he makes a comeback but in a goofy movie this really um kind of deals with the theme that i was just talking about about uh, max growing up he's gonna be going off to college uh, goofy just wants to have like this one last awesome like dad son trip like bonding time with him and of course so many things go awry um, but this is a really great movie that I've seen like a ton of times. I know you have too. I love this movie. There is no better Disney dad scene than whenever they are in that car trapped because Bigfoot is coming to attack them and they start drinking or eating this high dad soup. And Max and, and Goofy up until this point have been at each other's throats. And then all of a sudden you see the bottom of of the soup cup. And it says, hi, dad, because Max loves Goofy and all all of the the feels feels. right there. All of the feels. extremely heartwarming. I hope you have that moment with Theo. Yes, I hope so, too. So, yeah. So and then at the end, Goofy sneaks him and Max into the Powerline concert. Like he realizes like Goofy realizes that which I think all dads eventually go through this. I mean, like you want to connect with your like with your son, like with your child super bad. And so up until this point, everything that you want to do, your kid loves. But then e- eventually your kid becomes their own person. And it is you sacrificing what you want and what you think is cool for your kid. And 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 so Goofy wants to go on this big road trip. And then he realizes, wait, I think I need to sacrifice this road trip so that my son Max can go see his favorite concert artist powerline which he does which he does <laughs> but they just wanted he just wanted to spend time with max before you know time is fleeting see theo's already six months old i know i can't believe it he's like uh he's just like a big ball of personality and grunting and he's super smiley and it's wonderful but one day he will be a moody teenager like max Ugh. And I'm so going to love him through it. I don't, I'm not ready for that time. I know. All right. 
So my number five Disney dad, speaking about goofy dads, more goofy than maybe even goofy. What? Old Maurice. Oh, from crazy Beauty and old the Beast. Maurice. Crazy old Maurice. Yes. Um, yeah, so Maurice is Belle's dad. And, you know, obviously he is an innovator and inventor. He always he is always doing different stuff. But the thing that I think that differentiates Maurice from most of the Disney dads is like his desire for Belle to live this like fulfilling life. Like he like doesn't want her to just be like any of the average ordinary girls. He wants he wants like feed this desire for knowledge and reading books and her being independent and her being different and her like being her own person rather than fitting into the mold of the culture of that day. Also a single dad. Ooh, great point. Yes. He does it all. He takes care of Belle and while he works as an inventor. Yes. Now there is this element where he's this like bumbling buffoon and then Belle has to save him. Um, but he does eventually come back and he tries to save Belle. He loves Belle. He does. Oh, he really does. Oh, everything about him is for Belle and is for his love for Belle. All right. We are more than halfway th- or we are halfway through this list. So Zara, who is your number six Disney dad? I'm going to pick Mr. Incredible. Oh, okay. He in the first movie, um, doesn't seem super involved with these kids. Well, I, I, I don't know. I would take that back. I would say he was a better dad in the first, in in the first Incredibles than in the second one. I like that he involves all of his kids. Okay. Yes. Yes. They're in the family business. They're spending tons of time together, obviously like fighting villains and doing things, but he spends time with them, um, which is great. And then in the second movie, it gets kind of weird because they have like the whole role reversal where he kind of stays home and his wife like does the whole superhero thing. And so at first he has a really hard time being like a stay at home dad. He's not used to it. He didn't realize how much work it would be taking care of three kids and dealing with um, moody teenager Violet and doing new math um, with Dash and then um, baby Jack Jack and all his crazy, crazy powers um, but he eventually comes into his own. He kind of redeems himself by the end um, and kind of gets the hang of the whole dad thing, um, spending time with his kids. He kind of goes through a journey again to to learn what it means to be a stay-at-home dad. Well, yeah, so part of his journey is like he has this drive, desire to be a, a superhero. Mm-hmm. And he has to like sacrifice that desire to be a superhero to be a dad. But then, yeah, but then he realizes that, yes, he, he can involve his whole family. He actually has this quote um, where he says at, in, at the end of the first one where he admits to saying, I have been a lousy father mm. blind to what I have. Whoa. That he has been wanting like the superhero life. But really, he has dad. he is a super dad. And that is what he needs. I do like how encouraging he is about um, Dash's like um, – athletic abilities i mm-hmm. will hopefully be a baseball dad where i'm like cheering on theo for being a, a young jose altuve oh my goodness um it'll be great we'll see all right so this number seven Di- disney dad there was a part of me that thought he could have been the second or third best disney dad let's see if i win you over with this okay 
unexpected. Are you ready? Sure. Pongo from 101 Dalmatians. Oh, no, no, no. That's That seems good. That seems good. So right now, we have one child. Yes. All right? And, and my life um, can sometimes feel chaotic just with one child. Yes. Pongo had 15 kids at one time. That's insane. And then he adopted 84 more. Insanity. I just did some really quick math right there because I know that it's 99 kids plus the two adult Dalmatians to make 101 Dalmatians. Well, there you go. So he loves kids. He loves being a dad so much that he was able to adopt 84 more mouths to feed and provide for. And I think I feel like he's very protective, too, like against Cruel Deville, against like any enemies that are coming yes. against him. Also, the plot line of 100 in one Dalmatians may be the most depressing, awful plot lines of any Disney movies. Because she kills the dogs to get their Because she wants to kill coats. dogs to get their furs. Little tiny puppies. Yes. And Emma Stone is going to be remaking. Wait, wait, wait. For reals? This movie. And she will be the Cruella DeVille or, or origin story. And Emma she, Stone? Yes. That just blew your mind right there. All right. So. Pongo does that. So, yeah. So, he, like, goes and rescues. Like, he, like, goes on this huge adventure to rescue the Dalmatians. He does this really sneaky dad move, like, wise dad move, where he has all of the Dalmatians cover themselves in that black soot mm. so that they don't look they don't look like Dalmatians. That was smart. So, that is just a dad just being resourceful, thinking on his toes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the Dalmatians. He doesn't have feet. Okay. <laughs> One of the Dalmatians um, goes off and, like, gets lost, and he, like, treks through the snow blizzard mm-hmm. and then goes and, like, finds him and, like, tracks him down. So, basically, Pongo is like Jesus. He will abandon the 99 to, oh go, my find, gosh. to go find the one. You just made that connection. Sure. Oh, boy. He wow. Is, he is the ultimate Messiah. Pongo is Jesus. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, okay. All right. So sure. I just needed to bring out an underrated dad, a yeah. dad that a Dalmatian dad that should never be ignored. Okay. All right. Who is the number eight my, Disney dad? My list is getting shorter as we go on, but I have at least one or two more. I'm going to go with also, you know, we're, we're down, not the bottom of the barrel, but you know. I actually have some good arguments for some dads. Oh, okay, good. Well, okay. Well, I have one more. All right, bring it. Um, I'm gonna pick Geppetto from Pinocchio. Ooh, okay. Sure. Um, he doesn't have kids of his own. Um, he's kind of lives maybe like a kind of a lonely life by himself. But all he wanted was a son, and so he got uh, Pinocchio, became a real boy, and he was so happy that um that was all that he ever wanted so geppetto as a dad i'm still kind of torn on because he just basically made a puppet and then he turned into like a boy so i but i guess that he is a dad the thing that i do like is the excitement that geppetto has whenever he sees that pinocchio turns into a real boy yes is something i iconic it's something that i can um totally um vibe with like whenever i first saw theo ooh. Like, gave me chills was literally the most mind-blowing thing I've ever witnessed. And um, Geppetto has a very similar experience. So, on that level, I will give him the check mark for being a good Disney dad. Because he wanted one so bad. And whenever it came true, his excitement level could not be 
contained. I just <laughs> I just typed in Geppetto Pinocchio's dad, um, and then a article it came up it was what happened to Geppetto's parents. So Geppetto's parents. Oh, okay. Um, this is oh, it's from the it's from the um the Once Upon a Time TV show. Okay. But it was like, after accidentally killing Geppetto's parents, Jiminy Cricket becomes Geppetto's guide and friend. I'm like, Jiminy Cricket killed Geppetto's parents? It's from that TV show. Oh, geez. What in the world? That was such a plot twist. I know. That, I was not expecting that. We watched that for a while. We that, did. That TV, anybody else out there watched Once Upon a Time? That TV show got weird. It did get very weird. But those that first season was dope. That second one was also pretty good. And then it, and, and then it got super weird. It got super weird. All right. Anyway. All right, so are you saying that you don't have any any more dads? Because I feel like there are at least two dads that need to be on this top ten list. I mean, I have a few more, I guess. Okay. They're so random. Okay, well, I'm going to say this one needs to be on this list, and he is a little bit underrated, too. Okay. And that is Tiana's dad, okay. James. That's also who I was thinking of. All right, cool. Just making sure. So basically, he had this dream of inst- uh, of having his own restaurant. And then that dream continues with Tiana. So she in, ends up fulfilling her father's dream because her father instilled in her. James always told her that if you work hard, if you put in the work, then your dreams will come true. And I just think that any dad that is able to like teach their kid that like no matter what you do, just work hard, give your best, have the best attitude, don't feel entitled. Um, and that is how your dreams come true. I love that he was a great dad. He wasn't on screen for very long, but he obviously was was super good because Tiana was constantly being led by his voice and his advice. Totally agree. Great father figure, not on screen for long enough. Can we have a Tiana's dad backstory? We need one. That, Can that, we have that origin story? That is for dang sure. I would like that. All right. So who do you want to end this list off with? Zara. Good question. Do you want me to just end? Did you have somebody else? I do. I okay, feel like if yes. he is not on this list, then our list is not very good. Oh, okay. Well, well then, it's yeah. not complete. Sorry. Okay. Th- this list is great. Who else? And do that you is have? Fa Joe, <gasps> Mulan's dad. Oh, yes. Um, I think a lot of people might even have him further up this list, but obviously, this is a very um. This is just like a also t- not like a ton of screen time. Like he's not at, a ton. He's at the beginning. He's at the end. He kind of sets up the story. Like he is the reason Mulan becomes who she is. This great warrior. Yes. Like she sacrifices herself for her dad. Obviously, which is great. he must be a great dad because yes, yeah, she loves him so much that she is willing to sacrifice her life and take his place because she loves him so much. Yes. Um, he is a little bit strict, but that was also like the culture, like mm-hmm. of mean, mean like of that time. We can, so we can and so that. you can't fault him too much for that. But what is awesome is like he has probably the best Disney dad quote line of any Disney dad moment. Hit me with and it. And that is that after Mulan comes back and she like loses this war, she like is found out to be a girl, has to come back in shame. She tells her dad, she apologizes that she basically let her dad down and and her dad gives the greatest line ever and says, The greatest gift in honor is having you for a daughter. 
Oh my gosh, all the feels. He's like, no other honor do I need, but the greatest one is having you as a daughter. I love that. Oh man, what a great way to end off this top 10 list. Yeah, I agree that you're right. That needed to be included. All right, so um, there might be, okay, I'm going to give some, I guess like some mentions of people. Okay. Maybe some reasons for why they didn't make this list. Ooh. One is um, the Sultan. Yeah. Kinda, okay, so yeah. we just saw the live-action Aladdin movie, and I would I would say Sultan's character in that movie is much better than in the original animated movie. It's better because in the animated one, Sultan is a pretty bumbling idiot, like worse than um, Belle's dad. For yes, sure. he has zero discernment whenever it comes to what friends like his inner circle. Because mm-hmm. I feel like anyone could just tell that Jafar was a pretty bad dude, but not him. But yeah. Um, and also he's just trying to marry off his young 16 year old daughter to basically anybody, um, which that is part of the culture, but he is the Sultan and has power to change things and he doesn't do that. So Sultan, you do not make our top 10 list. Um, someone that I wanted to put on this list is Merida's dad from Brave King Fergus. He's cool. He is cool. And he's like the fun loving dad. Like as a dad, I I like love having fun. Um, he hangs out with ki- his kids a lot. Yes. He like roughhouses with them. He just like lets them like do more stuff. But he he isn't really the disciplinarian. He, he leaves that to like to the mom. Yes. And I don't always think think that that's fair that I that there is honestly this part of me that just wants to always be like the nice dad. But I can't let you be the bad person and i'm always the fun person we have to share so it it has to be like this so he doesn't full fully get it um and then if is there anyone else oh yes zeus could have made this list he gives some good advice um and he does love hercules um i'm actually very very surprised like this is your favorite disney movie it is and you always seem to put a hercules thing on our top 10 list and you didn't put zeus i know that Honestly, in hind- in hindsight, that might have been a mistake. I I just felt like he did like too distant of parenting. That that like he wasn't in the trenches with Hercules. He just was like leading from afar. He does have a pretty great quote, and he says, "A true hero isn't measured by the me- isn't measured by the size of his strength, but by the strength of his heart." That's a really great quote. All right, and then the worst Disney dad in all Disney movies. All right, is King Agnar. Anna and Elsa's dad, the who, worst who father died? figure who died. You're 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 saying that about a man who died? The trolls. He goes to the trolls. The trolls, um, heal heal Anna, and they were like, "Yo, you need to like make sure that like Elsa, she has these powers. Make sure that she like learns how to like control them." And their response was to put her into this room and lock her up and isolate herself. So that she never has the freedom to grow in these powers. She's always afraid of them. Also, I feel like they should have been smarter and said, hey, we have two young daughters who are going to take over our kingdom one day. Let's not go on this super long voyage whenever there's really bad weather. Uh, I feel like they like put themselves in a bad situation. Okay, you can't fault them for the weather, but you can't. I do agree with the locking her in her room. Like yeah. that doesn't seem like the best yeah. option. Maybe they, maybe they tried to think it through and tried to make the best decision at the time but in hindsight not great i'm just being real james tiana's dad would have been like hey you just need some hard work like it is going to be hard to get through this 
Uh, but we will overcome this together and you will be stronger because of it. Um, if, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Elsa's parents, worst parents in any Disney movies. That's my hot take. So I guess now it's time for our marriage moment. Marriage moment. So what would you say has been going on the past week or two? Well, you were out of town for a week on your yearly summer mission trip to Oklahoma City. Yes. Every year, um, the student ministry that I lead goes on a mission trip. It happens to always be on the week of our anniversary. Always. Always. So the first year that I worked there, um, I didn't go on the mission trip because we were getting married. And I did not realize that meant that every year after that, <laughs> we would never celebrate our anniversary together because I'm always on this mission trip. This year, you were coming home on our anniversary, so we did technically see each other, and we did a late night trip to Brahms Yes, to celebrate. So at least we got to eat delicious ice cream and french fries together. Correct. So that was good. We had our first ever, or my first ever, Father's Day. Yes. The next day. We did. It was a big weekend. And I was worn out from from mission trip and you were working. What a horrible and time. And I think, was that whenever you got us payway? I did. I brought you to go payway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was our Father's Day. What a celebration. But it's, you know, we just live life good. Um, we are actually this weekend going to celebrate our anniversary by yes. seeing... Toy Story 4. Toy Story. So next podcast episode, we will have our review review mm -hmm. of Toy Story 4. But in between that, um, this week has been all about Aladdin pretty much. It has because been. Because we saw, I think before you went on your trip, we saw Aladdin, the live action movie. Okay, yeah. Do you want to talk about that really quick? Yeah. One, I thought it was much better than I expected it to be. You ha so you had like low expectations? Well, yeah, because everyone was kind of like hating on Will Smith as the genie. And while I wouldn't say that Will Smith was better than Robin Williams, right. this was one of the best Will Smith roles I've seen him be in in like a long time. I thought he did a good job. Like yes. his singing was good. He was funny. I mean, obviously he's different because he's a different character than Robin Williams. Y yeah. But he brought his own take, his own flavor he to did. the role. He did. And I really liked it. He actually didn't rap like I thought he was going to. I thought that he would have brought back some like fresh prints, like early Will Smith. He did like a to him. tiny bit, but not like a yeah. lot. Well, yeah. So he, yeah. So I thought that him being the genie would have meant that he was rapping more, but he actually sang like for most of it. Yeah. Um, and he did a good job. I would say that um, low key, Will Smith has had a really bad decade. He just like I think everyone like talks about him as if he's like um, ever since Hitch in in like one of those upper echelon actors just because yeah like downhill. MIB was super good, Hitch was super good, I Am Legend was pretty good, I Robot was pretty good. Like those were just fun summer blockbuster movies. And past ten years, dude's been garbage. What'd you think about all his like serious movies, like The Pursuit of Happiness? Great the... movie, Seven Pounds. Seven Pounds. Also, really good heavy movie. Was he in Fruitvale Station or was that no, somebody else? That was Michael B. Jordan. Ah, oh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. How could I? What a random movie for for you to like throw out. I know. I mean, yeah, like me and you I don't saw think... that one time. Did like, I even like see it? I don't Netflix. even know if I saw it. Or well, I watched it. On, you watched it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I really liked it. They added more character arc story depth of the Aladdin story. They did. Than Mostly I thought. to Princess Jasmine. So yes. how did you feel about her 
power ballad, Me Too movement, Women Will Change the World, I Am Not Speechless song. I really liked it, and it made her character make more sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I like that. There's the aspect of like her mom died, and I don't really like remember that being a big part of like the animated movie. Maybe it wasn't even like no. at all. Yeah. Um. So I thought that, but that was something in this movie that like Aladdin and her could connect over. Yes. Aladdin was yes. like my parents just died and it's also a reason why the sultan was so eager to have her marry somebody because Mm -hmm. if he had died and she did then she would have been like an orphan you want her to be taken care of yeah 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 so instead of it being just like some weird money grab power hungry fat sultan guy like in the animated movie who just wanted to marry off his 16 year year old daughter which is kind of creepy this made more sense yeah, the Sultan was definitely less bumbling, less dumb. Like, he seemed more caring and loving. Um, what did you feel about Jafar's character being, like, a young, suave kind of Jafar okay. rather than, like, a creepy old man Jafar? Going into it, I was not excited at all. I felt like he was, like, the least villainous-sounding mm-hmm. villain ever. Sure. He was better than I thought. I still wish that maybe they had picked somebody else. Okay. But, yeah, I think he was the only person that I was like, does not match what I think of this person being. A lot of people thought Jafar was, like, more attractive than Aladdin, which I don't know if I That's felt, a hot take. I don't know if I felt that way. Very hot take. Not sure about that. But, um... Great casting choices for the two leads, though. I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lots of great, like, spectacle moments. I loved the Prince Ali scene with the big parade. Whenever they enter into Agrabah. That was very cool. Very, very, very cool. So the opening scene was different than how it opens in the animated movie. And I liked this new little bit of a twist on it because it kind of gives more depth more backstory to the genie character yeah it kind of wraps up how the genie character Mm -hmm. ends yeah so yeah so like will smith's character ends differently yes than in the animated movie yes it does and i like it i like it because yeah um because it's just like a solo film and it makes sense yeah it was great no spoilers so yeah so also this week um i something your student ministry has been doing is going to see a uh, musical at the Dallas Summer Musicals, and I luckily got to tag along again. Last minute. Last minute edition. And so Aladdin is playing uh, in Dallas, and we got to see the musical version. Yes. Which is similar, but definitely has some differences than the live action film and the animated version. So what were some of like the key differences, you think? Oh, key differences? I would say... Um... The Cave of Wonders in the musical was maybe the top, okay, not maybe, yeah. So was definitely one of the coolest set pieces I have ever seen in a musical It was very cool. It was like, I don't even know how how they did it. It was the most shiny, golden cave I've ever seen. It was super cool. So like the set pieces and the pyrotechnics, yeah, Mm -hmm. they had like fireworks and like crazy fire going in, in like in places in a musical. And that's where the genie had like his big, you've got it. You've never had a friend like me number where it was just like all out. He had like a a 10 minute singing like monologue where he just, it was hilarious. So the genie was hilarious. The genie was the star of this. He was so good. He was 
Yeah, I yeah he was. I'm pretty fantastic. sure he was the same actor who did it on Broadway, and now oh, he's touring. Okay. So we got like the real deal with well, him. He's I, super I will good. tell you that Aladdin and Jasmine, not the original Broadway people. Oh, they're fine. A whole new world. Oh, you most didn't. iconic love ballad of you all love, love ballads, it. and I was um, so yeah. So I, that part did not wow me, but. I really did enjoy the musical. The genie and, and the set pieces were pretty magical. Your favorite part. Yeah. So some other differences, um, instead of having a parrot and a monkey, yes. they chose to personify those characters as Iago as a real human being, like the like henchman assistant he guy. He was basically LeFou from Beauty and the Beast. Yes, he, exactly. Like, That's literally what it was. The same kind of mindset, just annoyingness to him. Yes. Um, and then Aladdin had three best friends instead of Abu. Which was very interesting. Um, Omar, Babcock, and Hasim. You did not just say the characters' names from the musical. I did. Zara, that is remarkable thank you i'm i'm shook right they now. they had a whole song where they just sang their names over Still, and over again if you had asked me i might have gotten Hasin, and that was it yeah they were funny um they were like his crew on the streets like also kind of like the street rats trying to just be scrappy and make it like stealing things but they didn't always want to steal things um did you like them did you think they were good they had like several songs where they just kind of sang as like supporting characters um yeah so going into the musical i asked you how many songs did you think would like be different from, there was from the movie a lot and we thought like like a few there were like at least as many Four, new songs five. as there were original songs yeah I think there was so. like so that's many what dudes. musicals are yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's ma- mostly about the songs to kind of carry the story um, whereas an animated film, you know, you have animation and dialogue to kind of fill the holes. But this, the, the songs really move the story along. Yeah, I would say that um, I obviously think Abu's character is just better in general. But yeah. I mean, they couldn't have done They can't have a singing a monkey. monkey. Yeah. Another different thing was Aladdin didn't get the magic carpet in the cave of True. wonders he gets it later he gets it later whenever genie turns he, him into prince ali oh yes but then there's yeah so also in the an- anime movie and in the new one aladdin gets thrown into like the sea by by like jafar yes. and then the genie rescues him by rubbing the lamp that does not happen whereas in this one he just gets thrown into this prison in dungeon jail. yeah and then his three friends go to rescue go to rescue him and then he they also get kidnapped so then it's the four of them in jail and then the genie rescues them while in prison yes different for sure overall very good Uh, overall i definitely liked it i actually so lion king is known as one of the best musicals ever maybe it's been running for a very long time disney's i think first musical that they did but the dallas version i just was not in love with it's like um, the kid actors just, I mean, obviously they are kid actors and yeah. they were good, but they weren't to the level that I thought. And I actually liked Aladdin more than I liked Lion King last year. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, next summer, Frozen is going to be out dope. during be- the summer. And I will be very 
concerned and hope that you have an extra ticket so I can go to that. Yeah, it's I like one of those really things, since go we see take 40-something kids with us, we get the nosebleeds of all nosebleeds. So, so nosebleed. I, so I might still... Um, Spring for like good Yeah, tickets. like me and you might go. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. That'll yeah. be worth it. Frozen yeah. is going to be so good. I cannot wait. All right. Well, that's our uh, marriage moment. <laughs> yes. Now it's time for Zero to Hero. Zero to Hero. Zero to Hero. All right, Zara, what is your hero for this week? Um, So back to watching kind of our normal TV shows that we watch. Because Game of Thrones is done. Not binge watching anything, really. I mean, we're watching, you know, The Bachelorette. Uh, we mentioned Songland last podcast. We're still loving that. All right, it's awesome. People, get on Songland. The Jonas Brothers just were on this most recent episode. You didn't love Kelsey Ballerini as much because you're yeah, not really no, no, familiar no, no, no. with her music or not really into country. But yeah, Jonas Brothers episode, great. John Legend, Will I Am. I'm a huge Will I Am that fan was, now. I think that might have been my favorite episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the most like interaction with the he artist. He was so cool. And I, he, he, cho- he chose all the songs. Yes. Yes. I thought that w- Will I Am was just like this, like kind of like superficial mainstream. Cause like Black Eyed Peas is music. I wouldn't say is like, they have a lot of hits and just better stuff than I thought going into it. Yeah. But Will I Am musical genius. I'm all about him. Yes. So anyway, we're into that show. Um, but then something else that just came back on for a new season during the summer um, the Great Food Truck Race. This is so random. I don't normally like cooking shows. But Zara loves this show. I also really do like it, too. Yes. So it's the competition. I've probably mentioned it before on here. But they each get a food truck, and they go on, like, a tour. This year, it's about, like, summer beach destinations. So they're kind of doing, like, the coast. Like, they started out in South Carolina. But it's basically Tyler Florence. He's like a famous chef dude. Um, gives them like challenges, and basically they have to make as much money as they can on a little tiny food truck. And and you who know, doesn't like food trucks? I love food trucks. They just become so popular in the past like ten years, and I feel like it's just a fun like lighthearted show to watch. I really yes. like it, and I just want to eat everything that they show every single time because it all looks delicious. Yeah, this one is interesting because there is a vegan food truck, which they have yeah. done before. Have they? Um, a couple seasons. Or vegetarian, maybe. Yes. But this well, is... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is even a step further. But, and so there are these challenges and one of the challenges was yes. they had to use crab meat. Yeah. And the vegan people were like, no, we we're have, not doing we, it. We have to like stay to our like core... Which I think was smart. ...belief system. So, so they failed the challenge, but they were still able to like... Continue. continue because people love they like love their food their food but there was the people who just got out this last episode sold more items than the other people but they were the cheapest truck so like their stuff was like 10 bucks a dish where the yeah. other people were like 15 to 20 mm-hmm. so it's this whole other strategy of like keeping your food pricing the up. right pricing yeah which i'm being real food truck prices way too expensive way too expensive. and if i had seen a ten dollar one i would have gone there immediately exactly you're like hmm french fries for ten dollars or twenty dollar donut breakfast sandwich like ten dollar fries crazy yeah all right what's your hero my hero is another show that i have been watching um it's definitely not lighthearted like like the great food truck race but Animal Kingdom is a show that is on TNT. I might have talked about it before. Um, I think that the third season just came on. So I binge watched this, some of the second season on Amazon Prime. 
Only and, some of it? Like, you didn't finish it? Well, so, it's, like, one of those things where I watched the first, like, four episodes on our cable, and mm. then they stopped streaming it. So then I had to wait for the third season to start so that Amazon Prime would upload it to their service. So now I'm watching it on on-demand on our Spectrum thing of the new season. Okay. So it's, like, one of those things. But there's basically this, like, Cody family, and they're not great people, and they, like, steal... Their thing is like stealing and like robbing banks and stuff like that. Um, and there's all of this drama. And yeah, it's just a very interesting show. It's like a more intense show, but it comes on TNT. So it's not over the line, even though they do draw the line a lot. Like there's like a lot of dude butts on like on this. Dude and, butts. Ugh. And I'm like, well, this is like on TNT, like a normal cable show. So I think that cable is loosening its boundaries on um, what's appropriate. Why is there so many butts? But overall, just like a good show. I mean, like I really do enjoy it. So if you are some, and I don't think a lot of people watch the show know the show. So if you, so if you like Breaking Bad or Ozark, this is like a similar type, like type of show. Other shows we'll probably give an update on next podcast. Big Little Lies season two is back on. We just are watching that, and Killing Eve season two is yes. back on. We're a little bit behind on that one, but and then I. Tried roping Zara into the show called Trinkets, which is a new Netflix show. I might be into it, but but yeah, you you definitely will be because I watched one episode. But we got to watch Big Little Lies because that's our uh, bread and butter. Totally, we'll love that show. Well, what would your zero for this week be? Honestly, it's just a joint zero because the thing that <laughs> the story you're about to tell. Also stressed me out because I felt so bad for you and it affected our lives so it much did. for like five days or however long it was. Um, people are people are going to be like, what the in the world? Did happened? your house flood? Did you have a tornado? No, none of that. It's all Michael's fault. And he's <laughs> I mean, the world, the universe just wants to cause chaos. Honestly, Facts. this is what it yes. is. So, as I said, um, spent the week on a mission trip. I come back from this mission trip, and it was just chaos. We brought over 200 people, and we rented 19 15-passenger vans, and we had to return all of these vans, and I was driving a van the whole week, and I had my personal car keys in this van. So we show back up at, this tr at my church, and I have to quickly unload or unload my van so that someone can go and return it so i put all of my stuff in just like a tub of random stuff not fully thinking and then later realize i cannot find my personal car keys so for five days i have not had my keys and i've had my car for 10 years now so i used to have a spare but back in college like seven years ago i lost my car keys, so i used my spare and I've gone seven years without a spare car key. And I lose things pretty often. Yes. But uh, my keys 100%. is like the one thing that I just never lose because I always like know where I'm going to put them. And because I know it's such a big deal because I don't want to like lose this like set of keys. Um, well, ends up I, I lose them and I'm just being re really stubborn thinking I'm going to like find them. And so I... Go a couple days. I check in with this U-Haul because I drove a budget truck and they didn't have it. 
Um, I had a friend who looked in all 19 vans at the van rental place the next day. I had another friend drive to the college campus that we were staying at in Oklahoma, and, and they couldn't find it. So finally, I had to just bite the bullet, call one of these. By, by the way, getting a key replacement much easier than I thought that it would be. Also more expensive than I thought that, that, sure. that, that, but it, now that it would you be. have two, you have an extra. Yeah. So if this ever happens again, it will be okay. So basically I called this company. They come in 20 minutes. They have a, a, a new key for me. So it costs $200 for one key or $300 for like a set. So I paid 300 bucks to get two new car keys um, and yeah, he basically, um, just has like this computer that is connected to, I guess like a 3d printer type thing or like a key cutter. And he puts in like my make and model and it just cuts out this key and it fits perfectly for my car. Wild. It's pretty magical. Um, I would say the system was a little interesting. Like all I necessarily had to do was show that my name was on the car insurance. So I didn't have to show my vehicle registration. So there's this a little also, very lucky thing that happened to me was, um, also stupid, was that I did not lock my car. So it was sitting in a parking lot for an entire week. It was fine. Unlocked. I mean, fine. I have no val. Plano. Nothing val- safe. valuable was safe in my community. car. I work in I work in West Plano where everybody drives BMW. So nobody wants my. Nobody t- wants your 10-year-old Kia. Nobody wants my 10-year-old Kia Soul. Um, so I did not have to pay the money to have a locksmith open up my car, which was good. That's good. Um, so that saved me like a hundred bucks, but yeah, it took me 20 minutes and it was super easy. Um, so yeah. So if you ever lose your car key, like I thought I would have had to like get it towed to the dealership. It would have taken 24 hours. Um, so it wasn't that I, it did not come with a beeper system. Like one of those like unlock, like key fobs so i have a physical car key and i now have to get one of those which will cost a little bit more money but oh well you can just look on ebay or well yeah somewhere yeah i'll do ebay or home depot and get some generic one like i'll be fine so we also had to do for our garage door opener correct facts we just had some struggles so that's my life i also need to uh get new tires on my car because i got my car inspected and the dude inspecting it was like, hey man, um, your tires are really bad and it, and it won't pass inspection, but I'll still do it. And it'll fail. So much fail. money for and our then cars. You'll just come in and, and take it back and bring this receipt. So I need to spend another 400 bucks and get tires, but cars I just are spent expensive, 300 y'all. on car keys. So I'm just going to keep driving with bad tires and hopefully Not I'm, for o- too I'm long. okay. Maybe just until July. Uh, yes, true. Yeah, hopefully like a new month, then I can during. B- budgeting it won't be like seven hundred dollars on right. car stuff because i also got stuff on my i know car cars are time. so expensive cars the are expensive is, we do not have any car payments right now oh yeah true so and we are not one of those people that need fancy cars so i'm totally content driving my kia soul until at least there is a, a second agnew child true speaking about agnew children theo just woke up on that note we'll see you next time all right peace bye Benjamin Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart. I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts. Beat the crook, Captain Hook, and any evil that embarks. If baby starts to leave his mark, I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light. Oh, come here, my Snow White, to have a princess for a wife. Yeah, that'd be alright. Chilling up in the castle all day and night. Girl, you're in the middle of my circle of life.